Today's episode of Recovery Survey is fueled by Brainwash Coffee Company. I'm sure you've heard that drug and alcohol use is on the rise, especially during the pandemic. And Brainwash Coffee Company is working to raise money and awareness to support people seeking help. They donate 50% of their profits and their mission is to give back to the amazing recovery community. Their why is bold and their coffee is fresh. So if you want to sip on an amazing brew that warms your mind, body, and soul, then visit brainwashcoffeeco.com and use promo code recovery survey at checkout to get $5 off your first order. Brainwash Coffee Company, simple coffee for complicated people. You're listening to Recovery Survey, the podcast that shatters stigmas around different types of addictions and takes a deep dive into spiritual principles. You know, saying whatever led us to the drugs in the first place, it's pretty much standard across the board why sometimes people pick up drugs to escape reality, right? But you're not going to escape reality. You're going you're gonna to leave reality because it's like playing Russian roulette with six bullets in the chamber. If we can't stop the flood of fentanyl at a federal level from coming in, you know, certainly all of our communities, all of our groups can work together to spread the word to save some kids out there. My guests today are Mike Fiore and Andrea Thomas. They are here to talk to us about Voices for Awareness. Welcome to the show, guys. Hi, I'm Andrea Thomas with Voices for Awareness Foundation and Facing Fentanyl, uh, both um, Fentanyl Prevention and Awareness Organizations. uh, Voices for Awareness is my home organization. I've been doing that for four years since I lost my daughter, Ashley, to a half of a fentanyl pill. And uh, Facing Fentanyl is a coalition of affected families all over the United States and organizations that bring awareness to illicit fentanyl. Welcome to the show. Thank you. And uh, what's up, Brad? Uh, I always like to thank whoever allows uh, a voice to be heard, to thank them for their platform and giving us a voice. Because without people like you and their podcast, you know, we we kind of get stuck where we're at, kind of like, you know, sometimes like quicksand. So, like, I want to thank you for your, you know, your platform, for the opportunity for Andrea and I to come and speak on what it is that we're doing together and what we're trying to get out there. But I am Michael Fiore, CEO and founder of Inspire to Inspire, a nonprofit organization that has now become pretty much a worldwide network. Network uh, in collaborations with human trafficking uh, victims, domestic violence, single mothers, single fathers, housing of the homeless as well. And basically, all we're just trying to do is become the population so we could become one voice, so our voice could be heard. And Andrea and I's partnership is the effective families are now fighting this war on drugs with the recovery community because now we're even more of the population. Mm. Well, welcome back, Mike. Glad to see you again. Glad to have both of you on, and and I'm excited for the conversation today. I definitely know that the education piece around fentanyl is something that's really important, and I know that I I myself don't know enough about fentanyl because it's been a while since I was out there using, and when I was using, that wasn't really a thing. So I'm looking forward to the information you guys are going to share, and hopefully, hopefully this can be educational for everybody that's listening. Yeah, definitely. 
So, uh, I mean, I guess I'll spark the sparks off first, right? Because that's what I'm good for. <laughs> um, so just for, you know, the, the listeners that don't know, right? Uh, one of the statistics is, and it's probably more now because the statistic was a little while ago. Uh, every two weeks, the same amount of people that died from 9-11 die from fentanyl. And we say poisoning. We don't say overdosing. Overdosing, I think, is a term that's used for addicts because the definition is an excessive use of drugs, right? Well, our children are being poisoned. We're being exterminated. I had a friend of mine whose brother passed away and he had small traces of um, marijuana and small traces of fentanyl in his uh, autopsy. A small trace is not an excessive use of drugs. It's a poison. So our verbiage for it, it's poison, not overdose. But to get back to the statistic real quick, every two weeks, the same amount of people that die on 9-11 die of uh, fentanyl poison in this country, right? So what happened at 9-11? Our country declared war on the people that bombed this country, right? We're having it happen every two weeks in our country, yet our country at the moment, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the, the awareness and the prevention that they're supposed to be giving us isn't there yet. So people like myself and Andrea are bringing that awareness because it is like 9-11. I was in New York in 9-11. You either knew someone that passed away in those towers or you had someone that knew someone that passed away from it. This is where the fentanyl poison is coming down to. You either know someone personally or you know someone that had knows someone that's passed away from it. It's kind of like COVID in a sense too, right? Everyone either knew someone that had COVID or you knew somebody else that had COVID. The, where it is right now, it is, uh, you know, it's just infesting the country. It's not a pandemic. It's not an epidemic. It's a plague we're being exterminated mm-hmm. yeah and i love that you're bringing <clears throat> that you're using that the the definition you're saying it's not an overdose that it's a poisoning because i think even me as someone that's in the recovery community and has a little bit of knowledge about fentanyl i and and i would say for the the public at large it's so easy for us to group that in as, oh, it's an overdose. You know, it's just another addict that used too much and died. But it takes such a small, small amount to be fatal. And I think that's so important. And the fact that it's mixed in with so many other things now. It seems like every substance that you get off the street or even I've even heard of, of people that are making counterfeit pills that look like something else. And they're they're filled with fentanyl. It's, it's just mind-blowing to me. And, and, yeah, I love that that you're saying poisoning, not overdose. Yeah, because if you're getting your pills off the street and not from a doctor or a pharmacy, they're pressed. 100% they're pressed. And the word lace, right? So the definition of the word lace is the minority, right? The way we're starting to see it is it seems more like it's fentanyl laced with cocaine. It's fentanyl laced with heroin. You know what I'm saying? It's being made with it. You know, I think mm-hmm. the word lace kind of would make me think, well, maybe I won't get the bag that's laced or the pill that's laced, you know? And, and so, like, they're very good at with the, the, the verbiage that they're, they're putting out there. But at the end of the day, like, it, it's a national security risk. Like, the lives that are being lost is astronomical. Not saying that, you know, people that die from heroin aren't a point or people that don't die, the other drugs aren't a point. It's just it's happened at such a quicker rate than it did, at least with heroin. You knew you were buying heroin when you bought heroin. 
you know what I'm saying? Or cocaine. You don't know what you're buying no more. You know, like it, it, it's, it's, and you know, there's a lot of news out there. Who knows what's real and what's not. To me, there's always some truth to every lie or something like that. We have to be mindful of if it is or if it isn't coming in as, you know, rainbow fentanyl or rainbow ecstasy, or if it's coming in packaged like candy. Maybe that's just a way they're getting into the country. Maybe they're not targeting the kids. Maybe they are targeting the kids. I think it's at the point where we should be aware of everything that's coming in as far as news goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. And and then on the on the flip side, I think it's important that we also talk about, you know, testing. If you're still out there using testing your drugs, having fentanyl, making it more more available for people to be able to test like the fentanyl test strips and make sure that they know what they're putting in their bodies. I think that that's another huge piece to this to this ongoing battle is is awareness one because if we don't know that it's a problem or we don't know how prevalent it is then it's not important for us to we don't we aren't thinking about it and then two once we realize the importance of it we need to also be able to test our supply and make sure that if we are using that we know what we're putting in our body but just being proactive and warning our kids and and family members because this this drug is deceptive and it's so addictive um prevention is like key for us and telling as many people as we possibly can um, to warn them about the dangers of fentanyl is so very important. Um, You know, these rainbow pills, fentanyl has been coming in for a long time in different colors. Um, So this isn't as new as we think, uh, but certainly Stopping it before it starts and and getting the education into schools. When you talk about test strips, um, you know, we need to have naloxone in schools. We've seen so many uh, school poisonings in the news in the last few months, and they're continuing to happen um, when you're losing upwards of 300 people a day. Um, you know, we're looking at losing somebody every seven minutes here. We should be shouting this from the rooftops. And I'm I'm wondering, statistic-wise, is, is that currently the leading cause of death in the United States? Well, a big controversy right now. You know, certainly the leading cause of drug deaths is fentanyl. Mm-hmm. Like Mike was saying, fentanyl is in everything out there. Uh, hard to source even another drug if you were trying to. Fentanyl is in everything. And, uh, you know, I'm dreading seeing the numbers for this year. Um, it, We've got a, a different information out there, but 77% of the uh, drug deaths last year were contributed to fentanyl poisoning. And um, our teen deaths are rising. You know, we are losing so many teens to illicit fentanyl. Um, we've got to put warnings in every place we can right now. It's the most dangerous time in America to be it to be young, to be a young person. People experiment, kids experiment, and um, now they're dying from experimentation. So um, this is something that we really have to have everywhere. And what are some of the things that the organizations that you work with are doing to help either prevent or educate, or what are some of the things that you guys work on and what are your ultimate goals? Well, affected families, you know, when they lose someone, they start this journey uh, for their child, right? Their, their child's death is not in vain. And and they become almost fentanyl experts uh, in a short time because it's information that they continuously take in and 
So we lose someone and then we find out how many others are um, dying from illicit fentanyl. And you just can't stop at that point. How can you give that up? People need help. Um, they need awareness. So we've got families out there that teach the naloxone training. So many of them have their own organizations and go into the schools and have events. Uh, their affected families are having events almost uh, weekly. Um, to bring awareness and prevention. And Mike and I together are, you know, we, we came up with this uh, opioid reversal box that contains um, school education. So we're trying to get those into the schools right now and get that primary education into schools. And so it's important for the school to have the naloxone um, there to do a reversal if they're put into that position. But, you know, first of all, get this education into school. It should be a precursor, right, um, uh, uh, for education. So those are just some of the things that we do. And certainly getting the word out everywhere, everywhere we can, whether it's fentanyl summits or interviews, you know, that's why we appreciate you so much that all communities are asking us in now to um, – talk about this yeah and uh, the the recovery community are i think our job is because a lot of the addicts out there some of us are actually searching for the fentanyl right because we are, our tolerance is so high that you know the the record that it will we could actually withstand a little more than a, a kid picking up for the first time like we're the ones that I, I believe put a real dent in this war on drugs if we don't buy the drugs if we don't steal for the drugs if we don't you know what i'm saying sell the drugs you know what i'm saying like we're the ones that could actually put a real dent into it because a lot of people's hands are tied for whatever reason it may be we're the ones that are actually in the streets but like it's also we could actually go and speak on the dangers of fentanyl, maybe a little bit more and be understood a little bit better than, you know, like maybe a grieving family member, because we are thought process and what led us to using the drugs. We could go into schools and we could speak a language that these kids might just be thinking and not saying, like lost it, losing their identity, being bullied. You know, what I'm saying whatever led us to the drugs in the first place, it's pretty much standard across the board why sometimes people pick up drugs to escape reality right but you're not going to escape reality you're going to you're going to leave reality because it's like playing Russian roulette with six bullets in the chamber you know what i'm saying like it, you're, you're gonna die from it it's no if ands or buts like it's only a matter of time and the way it looks is like the time is just getting shorter and shorter and shorter so like on the dr phil show um the guy derek right he was explaining you know the sugar packets you know them equal sugar packets those mm -hmm. little sugar packets so he take he opens it he puts it in his hand and he shows the audience he said there's enough fentanyl here to kill 500 people one sugar packet, right? And then another statistic was there's enough fentanyl to come in in the country on a monthly basis, a monthly basis to wipe out the whole population of the United States on a monthly basis. So these are the things that like we have to get out there and, and us addicts in recovery, because I think there is a stigma between a recovering addict and an addict in active using, right? Sometimes we get put in that same you know, bracket, but like a, a recovering addict can speak with the passion that I think is more recognizable than a suit sometimes going up there, just giving statistics. Yeah. And working, you know, that's why I love working with Mike because he's opened a whole new, so many more doors for us. Why aren't we all working together anyway? I mean, we, it, it's going to take so many of us, um, 
and all types of prevention, awareness, recovery to uh, make a dent in this. If we can't stop the flood of fentanyl at a federal level from coming in, you know, certainly all of our communities, all of our groups can work together to spread the word to save some kids out there. Um, it's what we have control of. We we can um, talk about prevention all day long, um, and we need to because at a federal level, there's not being too much to stop this from coming in. So that's our alternative: is just warn everyone we can. Yeah, and it, and it is it is a war on drugs, right? So like when we fight other countries in war, we send our navy, our army, our marines, our air force. We send every facet of our military, right? So like fighting this war on fentanyl, just like Andrea was saying, there's so many different avenues that we're gonna have to fight this war from. You know what I'm saying? It can't just be one type of people, one organization. Like everyone's gonna have to have a part in it, and it could be from different angles. People are fighting it from all different angles if we were able to come together though and all fight it together and find a common ground and strengthens our quote-unquote military against this war because the air force and the army they all work together in order to fight another country in a war whether they like each other or not they find a common ground because it's the, the victory right that they're looking for we're looking for victory here so like you know andrea and myself were very open to hearing other people's perspectives perspectives on how to fight this war but it there has to be a common ground that we have to come to got to create a dialogue that uh most people are are at least understandable and and that's the thing when we talk about awareness and prevention we don't just need to warn these kids they need to understand what's going on they need to know about all of the people that we're losing and we still have teachers and schools and doctors and nurses and and uh of people everywhere that don't know the lethality of illicit fentanyl. And Mike and I talk about this sometimes with COVID. You know, when COVID happened, everybody was educated in a week's time. We all knew how to deal with this. And, uh, you know, we're losing hundreds of thousands of people. And this has been happening for a long time now. And we shouldn't be where we are. We can do better than this by um, bringing this out everywhere we can. Yeah. Well, and I can see where it could be a challenging battle because I, kn I know when I was, you know, middle school, high school, I felt like I was invincible. You know, it didn't matter. Like, yeah. I, I I knew I had that knowledge in the back of my head, like people die from drug use. But I was like, it's but not me. You know, that's that's somebody that's been using for 15 or 20 years. That's, mm -hmm. you know, that's something that that old people, you know, like somebody in their 20s or 30s, like they die from it. Like, not me. I'm I'm 15, I'm 16, like I'm invincible. It's it's not going to be me. So I can see where that's challenging where even when you bring those statistics in and stuff, it's hard at that age to accept that reality of like that could be me. It's always or at least in my experience it was always that's somebody else. It's not ever me. And that's what we tell parents all the time too. You know, don't ever think not my kid because you know, four years ago, I didn't know about fentanyl. I would have never thought that this would have happened to my daughter, to my family. And kids are, you know, distributors are reaching kids on their phones. You can be sitting next to your kid watching TV and distributors can reach them right through their phones. And that's what's so dangerous. You don't have to be somebody in a dark alley in a seedy place or um, somewhere you're not, you shouldn't be. Uh, it can happen right right in your own home 
in the safe of a places. You know, people are waking up in the morning, parents are, and they're finding their kids dead in their rooms right next to them and not even knowing that this was going on. Uh, maybe either from first-time use or maybe, they, maybe they've been using for a little while. So it's important to, uh, especially to my organization, that we give parents these tools and give teens these tools. Um, a lot of peer projects and and things like that, because uh, Mike will tell you, going in and hearing first-time uh, our lived experience is the best way to reach these kids. And so we appreciate the recovery community coming in because they have real life stories to tell these kids and stop it before it starts. They'll think twice. And Brett, I agree with you because we used to have those uh, people come in and speak on drugs and not me. The only difference now with the fentanyl is that these 15 year old kids are having their friends die now. I wasn't losing my friends at 14 and 15 to drugs. You know what I'm saying? So that's, I, I felt like I was invincible too. But I think now, I think they would hear the message a little bit more, especially coming from like someone like you or I that's lived a life because when we speak about it, we're not using those, those clinical terms and stuff like that. But it's unfortunate because there's so many teens dying from it that these kids might actually have friends that they already lost. You know, so that's why it's so important for the prevention and the awareness to start getting into schools. And I listen, I go as I go as far as elementary school and I, and I get it. Some parents don't want their kids to be schooled on it. But, you know, hoping something doesn't happen doesn't work in this world no more. Yeah. Right. Like, and, and then when it when it becomes, you know, it's not a problem till it becomes your problem. And then mm -hmm. when it becomes your problem, you wonder why nothing was done about the problem. So before it becomes your problem, be part of the solution. You know what I'm saying? If you got PT, if you're part of a PTA uh, board or you got involvement in schools with your kids or even just going to the teacher, your school or your children. Listen, what are you guys teaching my child about uh, fentanyl? Like, like start those conversations in whatever schools you are. You got nephews, nephews and nieces. You don't got kids. Get to their school. You don't have kids. You don't have nephews. You don't have nieces. You have friends with children. Get to them and tell them to get to their school. Like start pushing the envelope. Start making it uncomfortable for them to not educate the children on because one way or another, whether you taught me about drugs or you didn't, the drugs still were making it into my life. It's still going to make it into these kids' lives. Let's at least get them as prepared as possible as we can. I was going to say, they're going to find out about fentanyl one way or another, mm -hmm. whether it's us having the conversation and educating them in with some actual statistics or them hearing about it from their friends or the internet or wherever, and they might get some misinformation that could ultimately be detrimental to, to their lives. There was this guy on the Dr. Phil show that his both his kids overdosed at the same time. Mm. One was upstairs and one was downstairs. He had to choose which one to save. One died and one he was able to save. You know, so like if you got children, just listen to that story that I just told you. Imagine having to choose one of your kids over the other one. You know what I'm saying? Or having your brother or sister or choose your nephew, whatever it is. And like that is not something that's supposed to happen. Mm. that's terrible that's that's crazy man i'm sitting here thinking about it and I'm like what a terrible situation to be in though having to choose between your two kids like which one am i going to save that's that's heartbreaking i can't even imagine being in that position 
and and it's 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 reality though and you know and that and that's the scary thing about it like i used to you know try my hardest to not feel certain feelings right and by doing that i created those feelings you can't run from what's going on right now in our country you there's nowhere you can run in this country and hope fentanyl doesn't affect your life because it's everywhere. It's in the, the uh, city with a population of 20 and it's in the city with the population of 20 million. You know what I'm saying? Like, so like you ain't going to run from it. So at least start getting on board with the, the awareness and the prevention and the education and, you know, get the naloxone and, you know what I'm saying? Start getting all, uh, you know, going to your community outreach places and go to your, your local, you know, congressmen and councilmen and assemblymen, you know what I'm saying? Like the midterms are coming, right? Like, you know, find out, you know, do your research, you know, take, use the power that we have to vote and use it properly and find out who is coming into office. That's going to make sure that your child is safe. Make sure your cousin, your brother, your sister, your mother is safe by bringing the prevention and awareness into your community. Like if they're not going to bring it, then you, we need to start having some town meetings. We need to need, start knowing why ain't it happening because you don't vote for that person. That You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, there's somebody out there that's, you know what I'm saying, that wants to help. Find the people that want to help and let's just keep building on top of each other with that. Well, this, this you know, fentanyl changed the entire landscape. And so how we used to uh, talk about drugs and what, you, what we used to tell our kids is totally different than what we need to do now. We need to change with that landscape because fentanyl is not the last thing, right? We're seeing xylazines and even worse drugs coming. And so this this is the strongest time, I think, to or, or one of the strongest times to be strong on getting prevention out there. So a lot of schools don't like the topic, but we've got to change that. We've got to change that narrative because when you're, when your son or daughter can get on their phone and have a whole drug menu and get it delivered to them right to your house, like a pizza or to their bedroom window or um, find their plugs in every uh, location in your neighborhood, Something's very wrong there. So we've got to be involved and we got we have to get back into in-person prevention with these kids. Where's our time that, that's spent with them? It's all, you know, getting them through social media uh, isn't working out so well. Uh, that's where they're, they're getting these drugs from. So that in-person prevention and discussions are very important. And just ask your kid, what do you know about this? Maybe they don't know anything at all, or maybe they already know a lot or have already lost someone. Most likely they've seen it on their phone or they've been reached out to by somebody that is trying to lure them in to purchase these drugs. So don't wait. If you're hearing this now, have the conversation tonight. Tomorrow might be too late. I work in treatment. So the other day, two of the clients who had their cell phones were able to order drugs, get the drugs delivered to the treatment facility. And we wind up catching them before they were actually able to use the drugs. And they're in treatment. You know what I'm saying? So like, you know, like as long as you have this phone on you, it, it, it's like you don't even have to worry about the dealers coming into your neighborhood no more. You can live in the greatest neighborhood with the greatest security front gate person ever. It doesn't matter 
because it's in their pocket. It's walking with them. It's with them at all times. So like it's, you know, it's very important to bring the awareness and the prevention. And listen, as a child, if you asked me something and I was hiding it, I didn't want to be asked the question because I didn't want to talk about it. So understand, like if you bring it up and your child gets maybe a little bit, you know, like on the defensive side, you should maybe even have the conversation a little more. Don't let your child talk you out of not having the conversation because it's all mom, dad, you don't know what you're talking about. No, I do know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? And you need to listen to this. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and if you can't get through to them, there's so many other people out here that might be able to get through to your children. Like, don't give up if you're not the one that can get through to them. Get someone that might be able to get through to them. You know what I'm saying? Like, because it's very important that they get to this prevention and awareness that we're really trying to get out there. And we need to ask people, you know, outside of the school and families, this should be, if it's your church, I mean, this is happening every place. And so a conversation that can happen anywhere, talking about prevention and and what's out there right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I would be curious, do you guys offer on your website or anything, do you guys have different material that's available for parents or educators, uh, any kind of like resources or I don't know, like a brochure or something, something that they can educate themselves with or, yeah. or hand out or anything. Through Facing Fentanyl, we have so many tools, um, peer-to-peer tools, teen tools, uh, parent tools, and school presentation material. And these boxes that we're getting ready to put out at the first of the month, they have that primary education that schools can have Um to bring into their classrooms, whether it's individually or in an auditorium and uh, updated materials that can be given to parents, teachers, and teens. And there's going to be a QR code. The cool thing about it is there'll be a QR code inside uh, if you have one of these boxes and schools can keep checking that site, the link to that QR code for updated materials. And so although we're starting with primary materials, getting this education into this initial, um, when you get this box, we're going to add secondary and tertiary tools to this. So if you have kids that have already tried um, substance or are maybe even addicted, there will be tools for them and and ways to address that in your school. So we want a really well-rounded box of education to give to these schools. And of course, the naloxone for their backup. And there's not a one size fits all in these classrooms. And so we have to address the first, secondary and third uh, third measure, which may be that they may already be suffering from addiction and, and no one knows about it. So we want to talk about all these things or, or at least get the schools the uh, tools to do it. And that's what facing fentanyl now dot org right andrea uh, yes and that that page will be up on the first of november and we're getting 50 of these boxes out one to uh, every state and and certainly that doesn't even touch you know where we need to be but we're donating those for fifth first 50 boxes and then the public can come in and purchase them for their child's school uh, as a gift a donation to them or the schools can come in and purchase these boxes too so we're just going to make them as accessible as we can to get them into every school that we can. Yeah, schools and then eventually bowling alleys, parks, you know, like they, they need to be everywhere, you know, amusement parks, you know, because like, you know, like we're starting to see it's happening everywhere. So it's like and what's it, stopping us. What are we waiting for? Mm-hmm. Like we should have been doing this a long time ago. 
Yeah. I was on I was on one of the mobilized recovery uh one of the groups last week and uh they were sharing a story of a of a barber and one of his clients was talking about going to a, a music festival and he had that conversation with him while he's sitting there cutting his hair, like, Hey, I know you're probably gonna use. Do you have any test strips? And he gave him he had some with him. He gave he gave his client some test strips and was like, Hey man, be careful, like be sure to test your stuff before you use it. Like it's just so it's it, it's beautiful to see that it's becoming more common and it doesn't have to be like this awkward conversation that has to happen and and the awareness that is starting to come. And I love that you guys are working on these boxes and sending them to schools and making them available to more people because I think it's so it's absolutely critical that we have this education that we have the awareness otherwise we're never going to we're never going to win this battle and we keep talking about awareness you know we're awareness 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 but um the stigma related to drug use mm. deflates when all of us can come together and start talking about these same issues mm-hmm. you know i i have so many affected families in our groups that have lost one child and have another one that uh, is either in recovery or are face an addiction right now. And so it's so do most families, you know, many families out there in America, one in two people are addicted and suffer some type of substance abuse. That's a hell of a lot of people. So we should be all together talking about all of these issues. And that really reduces the stigma. And that's what we need. That'll help open up the conversations. Certainly, I'm not ashamed of my daughter for how she died. She didn't know what was in uh, or what she was given. But even if she had, uh, this is a poisoning of America. We really need to get serious about it. Coming towards the end, if you guys wouldn't mind sharing website, social media, how people can get involved or some ways that the, if you're just sitting there listening to this right now and you want to be involved, you want to maybe make a donation towards a box or you want to get involved with 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 you guys. What is what are the ways they can, can get in contact with you and find you guys? Well, for us, they can go to facingfentanylnow.org. And again, that's a coalition of all the fentanyl organizations in the United States. Or they can reach out directly to me at Andrea at VoicesForAwareness.com. And uh, I can guide them how to get those boxes into their schools. And if they want to help, we'll certainly give them the information. They're welcome to help us distribute those boxes and, and spread the word or any other prevention tool that we have. So VoicesForAwareness.com. And, uh, you know, if you're an addict in recovery or act in active using right now and you want to know how you could become part of this, uh, Instagram is Mike Fiore, M-I-K-E-F-I-O-R-E-118. Um, you can reach me there or the TikToks, Inspire, the number two, Inspire underscore. If you need information on who's running in your city, state for these midterms and you need, you know what I'm saying, you want to know how to go about getting that information, reach out to us. If you want to help, you know what I'm saying, in any way possible, just be able to pass a message along because sometimes that's all we could do and sometimes that's all we need dm me reach out to me email andrea you know what i'm saying 100 we will help you guys awesome well i thank both of you so much for coming on today and, and sharing this important thank information you. and i'll be sure to include all the different links and stuff in the show notes so if you're listening to this episode right now and and you want to find out more there'll be some clickable links there that you can click to find those different websites and profiles that they just mentioned so yeah thank you both again for coming on it was a real pleasure 
Thank you for having us. And that beard is sexy, by the <laughs> way, bro. We, we, we stole each other's style. We got like the same. The yeah, same listen, way. I didn't steal anything. Once you start losing it, you got to shave it, bro. And that's what, that's what happened for me. But uh, I do appreciate you having us on, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, good luck to you, the family, and the little ones. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Thank you. See you later, man. Thank you both so much for coming on the show today. Y'all brought some incredible information and you guys are talking about things that not a lot of people are talking about. So I really do appreciate that. If you guys are interested in more information about Voices for Awareness or Facing Fentanyl Now, be sure to check out the links in the show notes. You've been listening to Recovery Survey. If you got anything out of today's episode, I'd ask you to please leave us a five-star review and share this episode with a friend. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can find us at recoverysurvey.com. You can listen to all of our episodes on the website as well as connect with us on social media where you can get previews for upcoming episodes.